As 2021 draws to a close, here are 21 urban planning stories that every Filipino should know. This is part 1. Story number 21 The Philippine Quincentennial Anniversary was celebrated in 2021. As GMA reported, the Philippines commemorates the 500th anniversary of the victory at Mactan, the 500th anniversary of Christianity in the Philippines, and the country's part in the first circumnavigation of the planet. Heritage and history-related planning is an integral part in land use planning. We cannot remove the importance of heritage, history, culture, and tradition celebrating events like this quincentennial anniversary is important for our present and future generations. In this time of historical revisionism, it is important that we see around us history and culture. Story number 20 The cities of Manila and Butuan were hailed as two of the top 50 champion cities for Bloomberg's Mayor's Challenge. LivableCities.ph released an article describing the Bloomberg Philanthropies as a challenge to city leaders from all over the world to pitch their boldest, most transformative ideas developed in response to COVID-19. Manila and Butuan were among the eight cities in Asia-Pacific which made it to the Global 50 and the only two cities in Southeast Asia. Why should we know this? Because Filipino urban planning is not all bad. There are local government units that have been great examples of sustainability, even local initiatives that are more advanced than the national policy. These two examples of Butuan and Manila can be models for other local government units in the Philippines. For more examples of sustainable cities in the Philippines, visit enptino.com and search for sustainable cities. Story number 19 Cease and desist order issued to Kaliwa Dam Construction In June 2021, a House of Representatives Legislative Committee ordered the MWSS and its China-based contractor to cease and desist any construction activity on the Kaliwa Dam. The Kaliwa Dam is the potential new source of potable water for Metro Manila and the provinces of Bulacan, Rizal, Cavite, and Laguna. Similarly, this year, the Bulacan Aerotropolis has been approved. Although touted as a green and sustainable project and being supported by Palafox Associates, the Aerotropolis project is opposed by fisherfolk organizations who claim undemocratic process and 
threats to environmental, social, and economic sustainability. These stories show the conflict between development and marginal rights. We cannot disregard the marginal, the poor, and the indigenous peoples in our efforts to develop infrastructure and provide social services. There are existing laws like the Indigenous Peoples' Rights Act that aim to protect the marginal rights of the few indigenous peoples who are living in our in their ancestral domains. As long as there are rights that are violated, development should not continue. Development should be for the benefit and sustainability of all. Story number 18 A petition against the establishment of a COVID-19 vaccination site at Nayong Pilipino Forest Park was jumped by the Supreme Court. As reported by Philippine Star, the Supreme Court dismissed the petition challenging the establishment of a temporary mega-vaccination center on the Nayong Pilipino Foundation's Urban Forest Park because of insufficiency of form and substance. We see here the conflict between environmental and health concerns. On one hand, you have the COVID-19 pandemic and a mega site like this can be helpful to the vaccination efforts of the country. However, on the other side, you have urban forest parks that are getting smaller and smaller, if not eliminated completely. The Mega Vaccination Center was opened in August 2021, serving 15,000 people daily. I personally hope that we do not encounter choices like this again. Story number 17 Palawan stays whole as reported by the Philippine News Agency, Palawan will remain a province after more than 172,000 residents voted to reject the proposal to divide it into three provinces. Originally scheduled in May 2020, a plebiscite was held on March 2021 to ratify the division of Palawan into three provinces. Civic groups in Palawan had objected to the division of the province, claiming that there was no extensive consultation which would have reflected public clamor against the move. If the yes votes won, Palawan would have been divided into three provinces, Palawan Oriental, Palawan del Norte, and Palawan del Sur. I myself was against the division of Palawan because of my readings that there was no extensive consultation. Relatedly, in May 2021, President Duterte signed into law House Bill 6413 that seeks to divide Maguindanao Province into two. A plebiscite to ratify this division has been postponed to be held not later than September 9, 2022. Another plebiscite to ratify the conversion of the city of San Jose del Monte into a highly urbanized city was also postponed 
The city of San Jose del Monte was proclaimed by President Duterte as a highly urbanized city in December 2020, but a plebiscite is needed to ratify its conversion. Events like these affect not only local elections, but also local development planning. With division of provinces, conversion of cities, and changes in the status of different municipalities and barangays, arrangements in development and service delivery can be affected by personality politics and even party politics. Story number 16 Manila Bay Dolomite Beach gets an opening entrance arch. As Interaction reports, Manila Bay Walk Dolomite Beach visitors were greeted by an entrance arch which was modified after its sign drew flack for the lack of spacing in between the words. This trending situation was both funny and disappointing. Firstly, the Manila Bay Walk Dolomite Beach has been continuously opposed by both scientists and environmental groups because of possible health risks and the threats of the dolomite sand to the marine environment. Also, it has been criticized for using funds that could have been transferred for COVID-19 efforts. Why is it important? Although the Dolomite Beach is an open space, we should not be distracted by the fact that it is not an environmentally sound intervention for Manila Bay. We should listen to experts both in planning, marine science, social behavior, in implementing environmental renewal projects. Also, let's acknowledge the fact that the attraction of visitors to the Manila Bay Dolomite Beach is a manifestation of the lack of public open spaces in Philippine urban centers, especially in Metro Manila. Most of our public open spaces are enclosed in malls or in gated communities. One planning intervention that barangays can implement is the establishment of pocket parks. For more on that, listen to my episode on developing pocket green parks or search pocket parks at enptino.com. Story number 15 Create long-term development plans for the Taal Volcano. FIVOX Director Renato Solidum was quoted in an Inquirer article saying, A development plan can be considered where livelihood can still exist very close to the volcano, not in the volcano island, but those along the lake shore. But then, major economic activities can be placed further out. Taal Volcano is one of the most active volcanoes in the Philippines, and its eruption in 2020 was very violent. It also coincided with the start of the COVID-19 pandemic. Creating a long-term development plan for Taal Volcano would require a disaster risk reduction planning that crosses multiple municipal, city, and provincial boundaries. Taal Volcano, when it erupted in 2020, affected LGUs in Batangas, Cavite, even Metro Manila. And if an eruption like that happens again, 
it would not be impossible to have the same effect. Transboundary disaster risk reduction planning and consequently watershed planning should be integrated in provincial and interprovincial plans in the Philippines. For story numbers 14 to 8, listen to part 2. Thank you for your support. In 2021, I had many firsts this year and your support gave me the encouragement to pursue all of these. May God bless your 2022.